other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. It is Friday. You know what that means. First hour is Ask Frank Anything. A little AFA. If you have questions, hopefully I'll have an answer. Make them good. Make them interesting. Make them creative. Make them different. Make them at least questions. Give us a call at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. And we'll get to as many of your questions through the hour as we can. Yesterday, Donald Trump accused the judge in his civil fraud trial of, quote, having your own agenda. And the judge told his lawyer to control his client as a months-long case that could hobble former President Trump's business, at least in New York State, came to an end. So during a contentious final day of trial in Manhattan, Trump once again tangled with Justice Arthur N. Gorin, who's considering what penalties to impose after earlier finding that Trump's company inflated his net worth to win better financing terms. Now, I imagine this was really something. The descriptions that I've read about what Trump said, really something. The reaction from the judge from what I've read, really something. Unfortunately, I can't play any for you, and I have to go by only the descriptions of what I've read because New York State still does not allow cameras in the courtroom. How can this be? In the name of public disclosure, we are taxpayers. We have a right to see what is going on in that courtroom, and we ought to be able to see not just in this trial, but in every trial, at least every trial that's somewhat notable, what is going on? This is nuts that we're still living in such a backwards era where we can't see these cameras in the courtroom. Let's get cameras in the courtroom. This is a nonpartisan issue. Should not be Democrat, Republican, independent, or whatever. We deserve the opportunity to see what's going on. We did get an earful from President Trump after court, though. Here's a little bit of what he said. We've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, we've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump. If you've ever seen any of the, uh, seen any of her clips, they're horrible clips, actually, the anger. She's got serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt attorney general of New York. You can bet that whatever the judge finds in this case, there will be an appeal. We'll see where it goes. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WBC. Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I want to be very clear. I completely agree with where Curtis Lewa is on the migrant issue. I don't think these migrants should be housed on Floyd Bennett Field, and I agree with him that the mayor has very poorly handled this situation, particularly early on. But let me tell you about this press release that I received yesterday. I got this at 2.18 in the afternoon. Headline, Curtis Slewa leads protest to permanently close Floyd Bennett Field migrant 
tense. It's bad for the migrants. It's bad for the community. Makes sense. Then you listen to the description of what's going to go on at the corner of Flatbush Avenue and Avenue U outside Kings Plaza. This is what it says. On Thursday, January 11th at 3 o'clock p.m., Curtis Lewa, founder of the Guardian Angels and former New York City mayoral candidate, will lead protesters to block traffic while handing out this flyer at the corner of Flatbush Avenue and Avenue U just outside of Kings Plaza. And the flyer says, Mayor Adams, do your job. Now, I don't know if these protesters ended up blocking traffic because I saw two videos that Curtis posted to his Facebook page and I didn't see anyone blocking traffic. However, if these folks did block traffic or if that was their intent and they were dissuaded because of the significant police presence, shame on them. I have done repeated segments about how the anti-Israel demonstrators are being incredibly irresponsible by blocking traffic. They're disrupting innocent people's day. They are potentially keeping ambulances from getting where they need to go. They're stopping untold number of other emergency vehicles from getting where they need to go. And it's totally inappropriate. So whether it's a cause that I support or a cause that I oppose, it is completely irresponsible for any protest to break the law and put public safety at risk by blocking traffic. Now, maybe, and I didn't see any coverage of this in the media yet, maybe they didn't end up doing this. Maybe that's why no one was arrested and why I haven't heard about it. If that's the case, then I think that's great. However, I think for future demonstrations, Curtis or anyone else, friend or foe, would be well advised not to ruin people's day or potentially even their lives by blocking traffic in an irresponsible manner. Beam me up! To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Some very interesting news out of New Jersey's largest city. Residents as young as 16 years old have been granted the right to vote in school board elections in Newark, New Jersey, beginning in April after the city council unanimously approved an ordinance Wednesday lowering the voting age. If implemented, the measure would make Newark the largest community in the United States to expand voting rights to younger residents since 1971, when when the 26th Amendment lowered the voting age to 18 nationwide. This is very consequential, and this could potentially lead to other efforts elsewhere because there have been successful efforts to allow younger teenagers to vote in smaller communities in Maryland and Vermont over the past decade. But some people are hoping this takes on a life of its own and creates more youth suffrage. One of those people is Nathaniel, a Newark teenager. Many like social changes occurred here, so I think it would be a great landmark, a great landmark place to... Like we can maybe be the um, 
as you can say, like the blueprint. Like other other cities can look at us and be like, oh, we can see 16 year olds are voting. That means there must be something. There must be a reason why they're voting. There must be a good reason they gave them why they should vote. And that should be like uh, a domino effect happening everywhere else. Not seeing things the same way, State Senator Declan O'Scanlan has some reservations about this. Look, it's 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 clear when you know you know the old saying if you're. Uh, you know, when you're very young, if you're not a Democrat, uh, you have no heart. If you're not, when you get a little older, a Republican, you have no brain. My view is, and I've studied this and I've thought about this and I've listened to the arguments on both sides. When it comes to school board races, especially since these 16 year olds are very much affected by what goes on in their schools. And I would say on municipal races in general, I've come to the conclusion that I think 16 and 17 year olds should have the right to vote. I would have loved the right to vote as a 16 year old and a 17-year-old. I think this is a positive step. Beam me up! To be continued. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org The Other Side of Midnight 77 Local Spotlight Opposition is mounting against a city-backed measure that would allow planned casinos to bypass the local land use review process. This is a move that uh, the Adams administration argues is crucial for the gaming facilities to have a chance of obtaining state approval. Uh, Last night, actually, I guess it was two nights ago, the Manhattan Community Board 6 passed a near-unanimous resolution opposing a proposal to bypass the land use review procedure for casinos. The board, which represents Midtown East, has one casino proposal in the area, and the bidders are among a host of contenders for just three casino licenses that the state intends to grant in New York City or its suburbs. Let me tell you something. There is absolutely no reason why these casinos should not have to follow the same land use review process that every other development in New York City has to follow. I'll tell you what this looks like. First of all, the community boards, and I serve on my community board, the community boards don't have a tremendous amount of power. Really, almost all the power that they have is advisory. One of the few places where they get to actually flex their muscle a little bit is on land use and during this ULERP process. And for these politicians, including Mayor Adams, to want to take this power away from the community boards, it's outrageous. Why? Because the politicians have been wined and dined by the lobbyists for the casinos and they've received a lot of campaign contributions from the casino owners. The community board is not. The community board just wants what's in the best interest of the community. And if a casino is in the best interest of Midtown East, let the developers of this casino explain it to the community board. And if the local city council members and the borough presidents don't like it, they have the right to replace these community boards. You can get rid of them. You can appoint a board that will just rubber stamp your decision. Now, how would that look if they did that in order to cater to the interest of a casino like Bally's or one of these other entities? It wouldn't look great, but I'll tell you, it looks horrible 
that the mayor is openly saying that these casinos should not have to follow the land use rules that every other development has to follow. Big mistake. And I applaud Community Board 6 for doing what they've done. And if this comes before my Community Board, I am going to vote the same way that Community Board 6 did. Beam me up! To be continued. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.